This is the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He's Nick Lawson. What's going on, man? Let's just be glad we don't do this live. <laughs> it might be better live because uh, people don't know this, so I don't know why we're talking about it, but uh, we've had a lot of technical issues tonight, and uh, maybe we should have done what we said we were going to do the first take, whereas we would just let the music play and call that a wrap because the Reds have not been playing well. And uh, technology's not been on our on our side tonight. <laughs> no, I, I I would rather probably do a live show. I think it would be more fun. Maybe we'll do that. We'll do that one day. I think maybe, but you know, in the meantime, let's do what we do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Reds uh, come off a two and four week, not a great night for them. We're going to talk about the week in Reds baseball, and. Um, it's been a bad one. It's not. It's not that they're bad. It's not like they're completely out of it. It just feels like they're completely out of it. Uh, the games are not exciting to watch. It's, it seems like as soon as the other team gets ahead, uh, they just like okay, let's go home. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they want to be there. Uh, maybe rushing the games a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Not either. Of course, uh, they're coming back off the uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, positive test by a player that can't be officially named, but unless you're blind and not paying attention, it's prob- most likely Nixon Zell. He's on the injured list. He uh, was taken off the field on the last game the Reds played before the uh, COVID break. And uh, so hopefully he's doing well. I have not heard anything. Uh, I don't think he wants uh, – I think he wants to keep everything private right now, which uh, – it's understandable the way some people uh, treat COVID. Yeah, I mean, he was visibly upset uh, the day he was told about it. And I really don't blame you. I mean, I'd rather keep it private. And it's not something that you want to keep bringing up all the time. See, I, I'm kind of different. If I was ever diagnosed with COVID, I would probably be like live streaming it every night, uh, giving an update what it's really like. Uh, granted, if I feel like crap and have uh, some of the symptoms that uh, some people I know, it might just be a quick text and or a Facebook post saying, "Yeah, this thing sucks. Uh, stay home" <laughs> or something like that. But yeah. uh, no, no, I, I just, I just think it's, it's kind of weird that uh, some people treat people with COVID nineteen as lepers, uh, going back to the biblical days, and uh, it's been politicized from day one. Uh, the government uh, used a lot of hyperbole to scare the crap out of us so we would listen to them. And um, it's very serious uh, The we don't know everything or they don't know everything that can happen long term uh, for some of the people that do have it. Uh, I know there's been hair loss. There's a member of the Red Sox that's not playing this year because uh, he may have some heart issues uh, related to uh, his bout with COVID-19. So um, at the same time, it, it's it's an illness. Uh, something we've dealt with for years as far as uh, illnesses go, including very deadly ones. So, um, you know, just, just treat people nice. <laughs> and that's kind of going to be a theme of theme of the show as we get into uh, this past week in Reds baseball. Uh, the play on the field was not great, and off the field was even worse. So, Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously there's uh, oh, Tom Brenneman. We'll, we'll get to him shortly as yeah. well. So uh, Reds end up uh, right now they're eleven and fourteen after twenty six games. Uh, now I know a lot of people are like sell, sell, sell uh, at the trade deadline. I hate fake. Uh, 
I hate trade rumors. I hate uh, people playing fantasy GM. Uh, it, it always annoys me because usually it's something that's ridiculous. Like we're not going to trade uh, Josh Van Meter for Mike Trout. <laughs> and then on the other side of it uh even even people that are credentialed like c trent or john Heyman, who both are very good reporters uh they will sometimes speculate or uh read the rumor and innuendo and it'll be uh completely wrong i remember a few years ago uh, mets outfielder uh heard during the middle of the game that he got traded and and you saw the emotion uh on his face as far as uh you know, he, he didn't want to be traded. That was his teammates. That was his workplace. So, uh, and it played out on national TV. It never should. So I've never liked that. I remember, uh, I think it was Brian price that, uh, went off on a, on a reporter, uh, for, uh, naming a player he saw that, uh, was in the, uh, airport on the way to, I think St. Louis, I think that was the F bomb tirade. So, uh, yes, I, I'm just not a fan of it, but, uh, I mean, it's coming up and, um, the season's, uh, going quick. I mean, it's a 60 game season. Uh, Reds are still in it though. And we'll get into that a little bit too. Uh, so I guess we can start out, uh, going game by game if we have to. <laughs> so the first game back now, there was one thing, cause I know some Reds fans, including myself were like, okay, are they ever going to get, be able to play? So Tuesday, um, I think they were originally scheduled to play Tuesday, Wednesday in uh, in Kansas City. The Tuesday game was canceled and moved to a uh, doubleheader on Wednesday. Did I have the timing correct? Sorry, caught me off guard for a second. Yes, uh, Wednesday they had the doubleheader. So uh, Tuesday, now I found out the reason why, and I found out from uh, Trevor Bauer's latest video blog or vlog and uh, it is a must-watch. It's super entertaining. It's uh, he goes into the behind-the-scenes. He he shows uh, you what it's like for a major league baseball player to get a uh, COVID nineteen test. Uh, he 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 has his raw emotions. Uh, you may agree or disagree, but uh, it's 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 highly entertaining and uh, free Joe Kelly. <laughs> we'll get yeah. into that in this game too but uh anyway uh the reason why uh, we didn't play on tuesday was that that was actually by request by the reds players they wanted a workout day in order to you know uh, get back into the groove of things because they were all for an extended time that you normally don't have and uh, all the other teams that have the marlins the cardinals they all got a uh workout day before uh, they got back into playing major league baseball there's uh, bauer explained there's some injury issues that could come up uh, just going from zero to 60 uh that quickly and uh and it, it just seemed uh, a much better deal and it worked out for him which we'll uh, get into the game too but first game of the doubleheader it didn't look like uh, they had any workout at all they were flat they were very flat in that game it didn't look like they were ready to be there ready to play at all Especially when you get when you get shut out, I think they had what maybe two hits, three hits, something like that. Right, they lost uh, four nothing. Uh, it was a boring game, except uh, so ex- for the most part. And uh, yeah, so Vado went zero for three. Castellanos went zero for three. Winker went zero for zero with three walks, so he he was getting on base. Uh, yeah. Suarez went zero for three. Uh, Mustakas got a hit. Akiyama got a hit. 
Van Meter, 0 for 3. Galvis, 0 for 2. And Barnhart, 1 for 2 in, in the seven-inning game. So uh, not, not good at all. Uh, runners left in scoring position with two outs. Van Meter <laughs> is the only one. Uh, Suarez and Votto both grounded into double plays. And uh, in run, runs, runners in scoring position, they were 0 for 1. Uh, Pitching-wise, uh, Castillo went 3 and a third, gave up uh, four runs. Three of those were earned. And then Antone came in for two and two-thirds. Uh, n- no runs given up. Uh, two hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Ten strikeouts total for the Reds. Uh, so the pitching's still getting people out. It's just uh, the offense is flat. And the bullpen, uh, they've uh, really turned it turned it around this past week. So now we just need a hit and I think they could get on a roll. Yeah. I, and I like, I like TJ Antone. I think that guy needs to be starting in my opinion. Could be, but, uh, he's but, had yeah. a very good week. He had a very good week. He had a couple of outings where he was, he was on fire. Yeah. And, and this was the game going into the top of the seventh and on some people's feeds, I know the internet, uh, some of the Fox sports uh, feeds, I believe, uh, came back early too, where Tom Brenneman made the unfortunate uh, lapse of judgment, personal judgment, not just the hot mic of uh, using a homophobic homophobic slur. Um, and he was pulled in the fifth inning of the second game, which is something I don't think I've ever seen in baseball or professional sports. May have seen it in professional wrestling, either as a storyline or even as a real thing, but nothing. Nothing due to something this serious. Yeah, and I hate to see this happen. You know, Tom. Tom's a veteran. He's been around for 35 years, calling Reds, Cubs, Arizona Diamondback games. And this is one thing where, you know, it was where they're going to commercial. It was on MLB TV. Uh, and he said that word, and it just – it blew up right after that. Right. There was, it was blowing up all over social media. Right. I mean, there's, I, I don't, I don't know the context and it really doesn't matter because the way he, he said it was just kind of off the cuff and not a, he can't really say he was joking cause there was no laughing. I mean, it wasn't funny yeah. anyway, but, uh, uh, I mean, if he thought it was funny, it, he wasn't, he wasn't showing it. And then, uh, cause I know some people say he may have been quoting uh, blazing saddles or paraphrasing bra- blazing saddles, but, uh, it's not the time or the place, uh, for that. Uh, even I, I, have been, uh, I work in radio, uh, in, in my 27 years, if, if that ever got out on the air, um, not that I'd ever say that, but, uh, if I, if, if I had a caller got out accidentally on the air saying that I would have been, uh, reprimanded, probably fired even back in the nineties where things were not as politically correct. Uh, but th- this one, th- this is goes beyond political correctness. This one, this one was pretty bad. It's, it's a word that has a lot of hate and, uh, even violence attached to it. So it, it's something that should not be tolerated. Hopefully I, I hope Tom can learn from it. I hope he can get together with some organizations in town. Uh, even if he doesn't get his job back just to try to make something good, come out of this i kind of hope he is able to come back but that's going to be very tough i mean he was the uh behind marty he was the face of the reds anytime the reds had something on field uh they would have tom or marty be the mc and i I can't see them doing that uh ever again even if he does is able to come back and work for the organization it's 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 got to be really tough for them it's got to be tough for marty it's got to be tough for tom and uh, of course tough for the community as well 
Yeah, and I think um, if Tom ever works for the Reds again, and hopefully he does. I mean, the guy is, is a class act. He just said something he shouldn't have said. Thinking he was off the air, he knew he had a hot mic, and, and he's, a, he's a veteran. He knows this. And, and, and then we got pulled from football. He's not doing that anymore with Fox. And, it, I mean, you got to imagine how Fox feels. They're owned by Disney. Well, so, no, no, they're not. <laughs> so uh, there's conf- conf- some confusion on that. The Fox, Big Fox stayed with, uh, with News Corp. Okay. Uh, Fox Television Studios, the ones that made The Simpsons and all that, they got sold to Disney. The sports, Fox Sports Ohio got sold to Disney, then got flipped from Disney to Sinclair. So okay. um, there's but, my confusion. Sorry, right, but, folks. But still, no... Uh, <laughs> But no advertiser is going to be, especially on that stage, they're going to be shying away. P&G is uh, huge into uh, equality, and uh, and they're just it's something they're not going to want to support, especially uh, you just saying that off the cuff. And as, the, uh, as, as outrage happened, which in this case was 100% justified. So uh, we need to um, – I hate to keep beating the drum, but uh, – uh, hopefully there's forgiveness, but with forgiveness comes repentance. And, uh, so Tom has some work to do. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's an embarrassment for the organization. Uh, a lot of the players, uh, they don't want to be associated with that. Uh, they said that it's maybe best to move on. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I really hate it for Tom. Uh, but it, it I, I know th- there's no one. No one's bigger than the game. No one's bigger than the network. Uh, so, unfortunately, it, it may be uh, – you may have to take a break. I mean, but me and you are both uh, pro wrestling fans uh, in a similar situation – not a similar situation, completely different situation, but uh, a leaked uh, tape of uh, adult nature of uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, back when he was going through the divorce, he was probably not in his – full capacity and he said something uh on this tape that got leaked out by gawker uh using the n-word and uh, you can't do that he lost his job with uh, wwe uh he was finally able to come back probably with help from the uh, prince of saudi arabia to make that story weirder but uh um even even after he came back, it, it's not a hundred percent forgiveness, especially from uh, some of the younger fans that uh, that um, you know didn't see the full work of uh, Terry Bollea, and you know the guy Terry Bollea may be uh, that that guy that was on the video. So, uh, and some of the wrestlers that uh, he worked with, some of them were okay with his uh, apology. Others uh, said it wasn't enough. So. But plus, you got to remember, it, it took him what, three, what, three or three years, three or four years. Yeah, so it took a while. It took a while for the forgiveness to happen. And uh, and it's probably gonna be the same with Tom. I, I hate to see it, but the the Reds are gonna have to have to move on. And I mean, it's it's gonna be tough because they have, like I said, any, any type of on field thing. Once fans are back in, what's the reaction gonna be? Uh, unfortunately, people. Uh, and unless he gets the full forgiveness uh, and, and does something uh, to gain that, it, I it's, I just can't see it. I, I unfortunately I think uh, I think we probably saw the last of Tom Brenneman on a Reds broadcast and maybe uh, broadcast anywhere. Yeah, I think he, he even said that when he was making his apology on air. He even yeah. said it's probably the last time I'll put that headset on, and he's probably right. Right. So sadly. 
So, uh, yeah, I think we've uh, beat that. The, the other sad thing is, and uh, both me and you uh, manage uh, different Facebook groups, and I've seen other people not just defend Tom. Uh, you, you, there's no defense of the words he used. And yeah. I've, I've unfortunately also seen a number of people now use that language either to be funny or smart aleck or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and it's not cool. I, I You automatically get banned from my group uh, for using that kind of, of, of language or terminology. So, uh, people just need to treat people as they would want to be treated, uh, treat people kind. And, uh, you know, people, there's, there's no room for bullying. And and that's what that, uh, that word uh, goes into. Yeah. I mean, any, any, any word, I mean, if if it's the N word or it's that word that Tom said, you know, this is a time period now where everybody's sensitive to anything that's that's negative like that. And I think it's time to move on into where we, we can enjoy, try to enjoy what we got right. left and, and And again, even even back in the 90s where you'd hear uh, people like Howard Stern uh, use language you want to hear, you never want to hear anything with the ball game. I'm sitting there with, I, if I watch a ball game, it's sometimes with my two-year-old twins and they soak up everything. I don't want them to ever know that word if I can. So uh, it, it's an unfortunate situation, and uh, it's one that uh, hopefully the Reds are going to just have to move on from. Yeah, I have a four-year-old who likes to watch baseball games with me, and then he hears what's you know what's said, and then he repeats it. So, yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> so moving on to game two, uh, the game itself was uh, much, much better than game one. Uh, Trevor Bauer was – Amazing once again. <laughs> well, he, that dude is a doubleheader king. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, he went seven innings, uh, gave up one hit, three walks, nine strikeouts. Unfortunately, didn't get the fourteen for the uh, Budweiser, but his ERA is down is now down to point six eight. He up, went up against Matt Harvey, uh, who went three innings and gave up uh, Four hits, three runs, all of them earned, two walks, and four strikeouts. So the Dark Knight uh, didn't fare well against Trevor Bauer. And uh, Bauer, I I mean, he didn't pitch in 10 days, and he wasn't sure how how he was going to react. He just went out there and decided to dominate. Especially uh, a guy, Matt Harvey, who hadn't really pitched at all since – oh, man, he didn't have a spring training or nothing. He just kind of – they kind of activated him, and he started pitching. Right. In, in this game, Votto was one for three with a walk. Uh, Castellanos was two for three with an RBI. Um, other big hitters. Uh, Winker is one for four with two RBI. That was also a home run. And uh, Suarez was two for three. So it uh, looked like he may have been starting to come back. Uh, Moustakas made his return. Uh, but everybody else was pretty quiet uh, at the at the plate, but a uh, good win for the Reds. One other thing of note, and we'll get into this after we get through the games, but uh, Votto's been leading off uh, since they came back from the break, and uh, not sure that's a great idea. We'll talk about that after we get through the games. Uh, so a uh, good game with Kansas City, split the series, and then Friday night uh, they head to St. Louis, and this was a game they should have won. Uh, Reds lose 5-4. to four. And went into the ninth inning with a three run or a two run lead. Yeah, and this is where Iglesias came in to try and close it down, and he hadn't pitched in like ten days, and he was awful. 
Did you have three runs in a third of an inning? Yeah, he gave up. Uh, let's see, his line was uh, two hits in a third of an inning, three runs, uh, one walk. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Yeah, one You're walk, right. one strikeout. And his ERA for a closer is now 7.71. And uh, e- even in normal times, that's not a good good ERA for a closer uh, 20 games in or 23 yeah. games in at this point. No, and he's only – I think he's only pitched maybe five games out of all those or something like that. I haven't got the line in front of me. But, yeah, that's not the ERA you want. you got a guy closing. Um, and they had to pull him out to bring in Nate Jones. He faced one batter, and that's he gave up the run, which was charged to Iglesias. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was disappointing to watch. And after that, I was like, oh, they need – Help in the bullpen, even though most of the bullpen has been pitching pretty good. Uh, he did not that night. And then we moved to Saturday's game and uh, much better results. Uh, but the offense was still quiet, even though they won four to two, uh, pretty much all on the bat of uh, Matt Davidson, who did not start the game. They started Van Meter once again, who went over to his average uh, went down to 059 before they sent him back down uh, to Prasco Field. Oh my and, gosh. and uh, <laughs> Davidson, after this game, was hitting one, uh, 286. Uh, he seems to be a home run machine, especially against left-handers. Uh, Votto, 0 for 4 in the leadoff spot. Castellanos, 0 for 3, hitting second. Uh, Winker, uh, maybe coming back down to life, 0 for 4. Uh, so it, it was quiet except for Davidson, but it was enough. Uh, Disco had a decent day. Uh, gave up uh, three hits in four and a third innings. Uh, two strikeouts, uh, four walks, is, which is what he did him in. Two uh, runs, both of them earned. And then the bullpen came in and just shut everything down. Lorenzen got the win. Uh, Thornburg looked good. Garrett looked good. And Iglesias came out for the save this time and was not as uh, nerve-wracking. So, I mean, I don't know how you get him uh, into games when you're only scoring two runs a game, but... Uh, you can't uh, let him out there when he doesn't pitch because he just does not handle it well. Don't know if it's his work ethic or something else, but um, but yeah, he, he Trevor Bauer had that many days off. He was worried about he was going to how he was going to perform. He performed amazing. Uh, Iglesias uh, did not off of uh, 10, 11 days rest, uh, but it uh, came back the next day and uh, made up for it as the Reds get the win. Uh, four to two. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the, the bullpen, I mean, four was it four and two thirds, five strikeouts and a walk and no hits. That's great. That's what we want to see every game. Uh, yes. And then uh, yesterday uh, was where the boring games started again. Uh, offense uh, did pretty much nothing. Winker was one for three. Uh, Farmer three for three. Uh, I, I don't know why he isn't used more. More often, especially uh, when with uh, Sinzel out and when Mustakas can't play, I don't know why they stuck with Van Meter. But uh, anyway, so the Reds only got four hits, no runs. Uh, Cardinals got the three runs off of seven hits. Uh, not a great, better start from uh, Wade Miley, his best of the year. Should have been good enough uh, at least to be into the game, but uh, the offense is quiet. Uh, Bauer couldn't even win this game. <laughs> no. No, there, were, there was no offense whatsoever to be found. Uh, and, and to Wade Miley's credit, I mean, he at least got past the second inning this time. 
Yeah. He got five innings, seven innings, three in runs, three walks, three strikeouts. He did give up a home run. Not not, a, he, not an awful not an awful outing. It, no, it, it should have been enough no. to to at least be in the game, and and they never were in this game. It was nope. lights out uh, pitching, especially from Kim. Uh, six innings for St. Louis, three hits, uh, no earned runs, three strikeouts. Uh, Antone for the Reds pitched really well out of the bullpen. Two and a thirds gave up uh, nothing. Uh, one walk, no walk. Uh, three strikeouts, and his ERA is now down to one point seven two. Uh, Reed, uh, did okay. Two thirds of an inning, uh, pretty much, uh, gave up just a walk. So, uh, bullpen started looking promising, but, uh, the rest of it, uh, no, no. And then we get to today and <laughs> the best part of the day, today's game was, uh, listening to, uh, on the way home from Lexington. I, I took my uh, kids to the Kentucky horse park and then ate at cookout, which, uh, I know there's none in Cincinnati, but if there's a cookout where you're listening to this, I highly recommend it. I, it's worth the road trip to Lexington for it. I, I would make the road trip just to eat there. Uh, the burgers, best fast food burger I've had. It's, I, I, t- I even put it up above in and out It tastes like it came off the backyard grill. Okay, I got to ask, what restaurant did you go to? Oh, cookout. Is this called cookout? It's called cookout. And it's 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 pretty cool. You get uh, two sides with your value meal, two sides and a drink. You can either double up on the side or uh, choose two different ones. I got chili and French fries. Uh, the burger was, I mean, like I said, it felt it. It looked like and tasted like uh, something you'd expect if you're like going to somebody's uh, cookout. So, and then then they. Well- and then they since, have. Since we're plugging Cookout. If anybody listening from Cookout wants to give us a call and be, be a sponsor, we'd be happy. <laughs> uh, the other thing is they have like fifty uh, types of milkshakes. I, I got nothing. I, I'm on a water kick right now, but uh, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's very good. It's it's worth the drive to Lexington, and uh, it's uh, definitely different. Of course, they're not letting anybody in the lobby, so I had to eat it eat it in the car. Yeah. I'd rather eat in a car anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so that 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 was much better story than what the game was today. Red scored uh, two runs, and uh, yeah, it was just flat. They lose six yeah. to six to two. Uh, they scored I, two runs in the first yeah, inning. Like Suarez I said, home run. I li- listening to the game. I heard uh, Cowboy and Tommy Thrall talking about uh, somebody barbecuing. That's actually a Facebook friend. So, <laughs> and then uh, Cowboy. Uh, Broke the guy code and mentioned that, uh, you know, if you're cooking a brisket, which takes like 14 hours, and you just basically just set it on the grill and let it smoke forever, you don't have to check on it because uh, the text was that the the wife, I guess, texted in that uh, uh, he was uh, out uh, watching the the uh, game, uh, keeping an eye on the brisket, and, uh, <laughs> and Cowboy's like, you don't have to – to uh, watch a brisket, that's just getting away from the wife or something like that. <laughs> uh, those, I like listening to them, too. I mean, it's oh, good. Yeah. I, I miss Marty, but, I mean, I love the Cowboy, and Tommy's doing a great you job. Yeah, I, I think that's one blessing about the 60-game season where they're not uh, splitting games between TV and radio, uh, at least for uh, for now. So I think they've really kind of got a uh, good chemistry going after after 25 games because it's it's – 
Last year, listening to Tommy Thrall, it was almost like he just had a. He felt like he always had to call ball strikes and nothing else, uh, and show very little personality. He's showing a lot more personality this year, and that's that's what it's going to take to uh, for him not to be the next Marty Brenneman, but for him to be the first Tommy Thrall. Right, and and, and I, I mean Tommy's got his own way of doing it, and I like I like the way he does it. And I think he's got a bright future on radio. Absolutely. Probably a big future with the Reds. Absolutely. Uh, so today's game, uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to talk about it, but uh, 0 for 4 for Votto, 1 for 3 for Castellanos. Uh, Suarez uh, hit a home run, got two RBI out of it, but uh, was 1 for 4. Still only hitting 149 this uh, late into the season. Uh, Castellanos uh, down to 242. Uh, Winker 0 for 3 today, but uh, still hitting about 300. Uh, so not much offense uh, pitching. Uh, Tyler Malley went uh, three innings, uh, gave up three runs, uh, two walks, and uh, five strikeouts. And then uh, the bullpen did okay, except for Nate Jones. Uh, he gave up uh, three runs, all four hits in an inning, and that was pretty much sealed the Reds, though. Uh, the offense didn't look like they were going to do much anyway. No, outside of the first inning, the Reds didn't do much of anything after that. Three hits today. Uh, I, don't, I think they only had maybe 12 hits total the whole series. That's pretty bad. Right. So not a good week for the Reds. They went 2-4. and four. Uh, Should have been at least 3-3. Three and three. Uh, I think I predicted 5-1 and one last week. No. And that, didn't, that didn't happen. That didn't happen <laughs> at all. Nope. And I'm going to blame uh, – I hate blaming the manager uh, unless it was Brian Price. But, uh, yeah, David Bell, you're, you're now in that category. I, I know he's uh, doing a lot of analytics, but, I mean, it's not working. And nope. and it's it, I don't think he's looking at the actual individual player analytics. I think he's trying to take what works uh, from a macro level, and it's just not working. Uh, Castiano started off hot. He moved him uh, up to the uh, number two position in the lineup. And for whatever reason, I, I don't know if it's something mental or if it's just the, the situations are different, so he's approaching uh, hitting difference. But uh, he's not a good hitter in the, uh, in the, in the uh, number two spot. Uh, from a, uh, I'm trying to look up his stats right now. Uh, if you look back when he played in Detroit, I think he did bat second and batted third, fourth. He does all over the place. Yeah. So, sorry, so, still trying to find it. it, it was, there we go. <laughs> so this year, uh, in sixteen games, batting second, he's hitting one eighty with an on base percentage of two seventy five. When he was hitting third, uh, he only did that in two games. Uh, 286. I think he started the year off batting fourth or fifth. And in those games, he was uh, batting fourth. He was hitting 300 with a 462 on base percentage, batting fifth uh, in four games with uh, 15 plate appearances, 429, uh, 467. So I, I would move him back down to the fourth or fifth if I was uh, managing the team. Uh, just looking at his career uh, real quick. Um, career splits uh, in the leadoff position. I, and I know most people say, well, you should be able to hit anywhere, but it just doesn't work that way. I mean, uh, Billy Hamilton uh, 
couldn't hit. Well, he really couldn't hit anywhere. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about our current leadoff hitter in a second. Uh, how he's doing? Where he's uh, he's batting uh, in the leadoff position? And it, it's just it's. I don't know why they don't look at that or consider that, especially when it's not working. So uh, yeah, in, in uh, Castellanos's career. Uh, batting second, uh, it's much better than he's doing now, but it's, it's not the same. He's hitting 269, 324. Uh, batting third, it goes up to 291, 346 in his career. And batting fourth, he's hitting 318, 368 in his career. So, and that's with uh, in 76 games, batting thirds in 168 games. So, um, I, I think he needs to be in the third or fourth spot. I know that's not what the new analytics and sabermetrics say, but uh, the results uh, kind of speak a different story. And the same thing with Joey Votto in his career, and I, I mean, it may just be during the the uh, David Bell era. He's uh, hitting below 200 batting first. He's a 167 hitter in, in the leadoff spot with a 278 on base percentage, and that's not Joey Votto. No. No, I mean, and right now he's bad two hundred seven altogether. That's that. I mean, we 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 used to complain about Billy Hamilton, his batting average, and and his on base percentage when he was leading off. Yeah, Vano's just not a leadoff guy. I think no. I think it's been tried a few times. Uh, I uh, he should be batting second or third uh, in the second batting second, which he's only done really the last couple of years for the most part. Uh, two eighty nine, four hundred four on base percentage, four seventy six slugging. You'll take that uh, from yeah. a from a number two hitter. And then batting third, which he did the bulk of his career, 314, 432, 535. Uh, so um, I, I don't know if he's really a three-hitter anymore, uh, but he's definitely not a leadoff guy. <laughs> no, no, no. And I know David Bell is trying every which way to find that leadoff hitter. And I just don't understand why Joey Votto is that guy. I think at thirty six years at thirty six years old, he should not be leading off. No, and especially when you look at his career, and he's never done well in that leadoff position. No, I think I, I think it's a mental thing where he changes his approach, and probably the same way the Castellanos when he gets in the in the two hole. Yeah, I mean, didn't they sign Akiyama to lead off? Uh, that's what running? I thought, but. Uh, for whatever reason, I mean, he's hitting two fifteen. I think some of that's, I mean, he's just not getting the reps. Uh, he's only yeah. he's only had uh, sixty five at bats, uh, fourteen hits in those at bats. But uh, but yeah, he, I mean, you, you, I mean, you just, can't you just don't have you don't have the numbers popping out anywhere really. If you look at even Philip Irvin's batting one hundred three, right? I mean, you can't uh, you can't get hot if you're not playing. No, I mean, you got to play these guys and and. I, Akiyama's left-handed, I get it, but you got to play the odds sometimes. Right, well, in, in Japan, I, I know that's kind of like looking at minor league numbers, but you should look at minor league numbers for players coming up. His splits right. were pretty much even. He hit a little, slightly better right-handed, but I think left-handed, he still hit uh, close to 300, if not over 300 in Japan, and uh, uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't be starting every day in the leadoff position. I know he's hitting 215 right now. Uh, but he has a 301 on base percentage, which is much better than Votto's numbers in the leadoff position. Yeah, I mean, I mean Winker's. You got to take a risk. He has to, David Bell has to look at this and take a risk. I mean, Winker's let off in the past, and and he's on fire right now. So, put him in there at the leadoff position. Yeah, you put you got Yama, you got Winker. Uh, you can even try Mark Payton in leadoff. You know, whenever he want him to play, he right. can, I'm sure he's done it too. So. 
So, yeah, I, I don't get the lineups. Uh, I, the guys, they can't get into a rhythm. And then uh, once they start uh, to get into a rhythm, they, they, he seems to change uh, where they're hitting in the lineups. I kind of get he's trying to get the rest of the team going, but uh, don't change the guy that's actually going on, going on a hot streak. Uh, leave him where he's at and then uh, try to get the rest of the, maybe shuffle around some of the other people around him. But uh, uh, the inconsistent lineups, and I hate to be the lineup guy because I think it's more overblown than it needs to be, but – in this case, I think it kind of fits. Yeah, and I saw an interesting stat today. The Reds have more walks than hits. Yeah, there's like another team in, in the majors right now that have that kind of quirky stat as well. Uh, I mean, I guess it, that means they're kind of getting on base, but not really. <laughs> I think both numbers are kind of low. Well, I mean, you get if you walk, it's not it doesn't count as a bat, so your at-bats are low. Oh, that's true. <laughs> So I mean, if you but you can't but, have that stat, you need to hit. In that case, your uh, average should be much higher. So uh, as low as the Reds' average is, I think it's just barely over two hundred. Uh, they should, with that many walks, they should be hitting a lot better, and and, and they're not. No, not at all. And, and and all the talent you've acquired, I mean, this this should be a winning season right now. Right now, I know a lot of people are ready to jump off the bandwagon. They're ready to. Uh, uh, sink ship, and uh, there's some people are even saying sell, 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 which I don't think there are any teams going to do this year in the short season unless it's a COVID-19 related uh, financial issue, and that may not happen until the offseason just because uh, if they can make it to the playoffs, I think every team is going to be doing well financially uh, with that new playoff deal. But uh, I, I know the Braves lost a lot of revenue with during the shutdown. So uh, who knows if the Braves are losing money, the Reds are definitely losing money this year. And I, I know a lot of the office workers there that I'm friends with, a lot of them either had to take uh, huge pay cuts and or uh, weeks without pay. So uh, they're, they're hurting. Uh, so hopefully uh, they can maintain some of the the positives from this year onto next year's team but uh it's it's still a lot of baseball left to play and uh our next episode we're gonna be talking about the 2010 team which of course went to the playoffs was the first year uh, between, uh since 1995 to uh make the playoffs uh, in cincinnati so it, it was they a, almost, remember remember they almost made it in 1999 oh absolutely that was a great team. Uh, yes, it was. I mean, there there's some good teams in between there. 2006, they it looked like they were going to. Then I went on vacation, and the wheels fell off against St. Louis that year. You need to stop going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, so the Reds have played 26 games so far. They are 11 and 14. 15. Uh, or 11 and 15, sorry. And uh, <laughs> that puts them two game only two games behind where they were this at this point. In 2010, I know some people say, "Well, it's a 60-game season," uh, so uh, the Reds were 13 and 13 uh, in second place. Uh, the Reds are in third place right now in the uh, NL Central. Um, back in uh, 2010, fast forward to 60 games later, and the Reds had a record of 34 and 26. So, if the Reds can just keep the same pace, uh, they're off of the. 2010 team, which is going to require a lot of hitters getting hot at the same time and, and the pitching uh, staying together. Uh, but after 60 games in 2010, the Reds were 34 and 26. 
and even 32 and 28, I think, in, in this season uh, would definitely get them into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you got to put the hitting together and you got to put the pitching together. And right now, you can't win with two starting pitchers that are on fire. Right. You have to have all five guys have to be a part of it. And we'll talk about it in the 2010 show, but I remember going to a game uh, into the 2010 season. I think I went when I was sick, which if I did that now, they probably want to arrest me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I sat by myself. I was social distancing before there was social distancing. And uh, anyway, I remember going to the game. Walking out of there thinking, oh, it's going to be another year of empty stands, empty uh, empty concession stands. Because uh, I was kind of annoyed because in 2009, at the end of the year, I, my seats were in the upper deck at that point, And they uh, closed off the Penn Station that was right next to me. So if I wanted Penn Station, I had to go all the way down to the first level. First world problems at that. But, um, but no... Uh, so, I mean, there's still time. There's still time to turn it around. They just got to do it. And I, I know the managers are different, but uh, it is what it is. Dusty's not coming back at nope. all, and definitely not this year. He's he's with the Astros. So, And, and Barry Larkin's probably not going to be the manager this year. I, I can't see any team really firing a manager in the COVID-19 season just because there's so many variables going into this. So um, David Bell needs to adjust. And the players need to start uh, start winning, and uh, it, it's a tough year altogether. I'm I'm willing to kind of give them a break for that, but at least if they're not going to play, they should just all opt out. If they're if they're going to play this um, laxadaisical form of baseball, it's it's not fun to watch. No, I, no, I mean it's not. in the in the 2006 through 2009 years where they were losing. Uh, quite a bit. There was a lot of exciting games through there. They have not had that this year. They didn't really have it a lot last year. So, um, I mean, you had you've had you've had a couple of moments uh, in both seasons, but it's it's not the it's not the same. I mean, it's either they uh, they're winning big, which is always fun, but yeah. in the games they're losing, it's it's like as soon as they get behind, they just like yeah, it's time to go home. Yeah, and there's no fire. Uh, I think there, there needs to be a leader. I mean, we're back in the day, you used to have captains. You know, Barry Larkin was a captain. Tony right. uh, David Sepsan was was a captain. We need another captain. Right. We need a guy out there on the field that's going to pop. You know, pop at these guys. But I think Joey Votto would be a perfect captain. Yeah, but I I don't think man I don't think the uh, current uh, sabermetric uh, analytic guys. Uh, put too much faith into that because you don't see very many captains on any uh, baseball teams anymore. I think Jeter may have been the last one. I hate, I hate analytics. I <laughs> realized it now. I hate analytics. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on our last show, we, uh, cause we're going to do something new. Now we're going to have two shows per week. One where we're going to kind of talk what's going on with the current team. And then one where we're going to go into a topic, whether it be a player, a season or something else, uh, kind of more in depth, and uh, make it uh, more easier to listen to. So uh, last week, our trivia question was, name the Reds' first MVP. Uh, do you remember who you said? Uh, I believe I said Frank Robinson. I believe you did, and you were wrong. Of course. <laughs> first one was Ernie Lombardi in 1938. That guy's a Hall of Famer and, and was a great player. All right. So for this week's uh, trivia question, I'll give you the question today. And uh, you uh, can uh, can uh, 
give me the answer and we'll give the actual answer on um wednesday when we're going to air the next show so uh which is going to be about the 2010 uh, season uh so the reds first world championship was in 1919 this is going to be the easiest question i've ever given <laughs> of course they played the white Sox. yep what was the name of the scandal That'd be the Black Sox scandal. <laughs> and we'll find out the answer <laughs> on the next show. So uh, before we go, we got to give our MVP and uh, Pitcher of the Week awards. I, th- I think for me, it's going to be the same guy, Trevor Bauer. I'm, I'm with you. Trevor Bauer is the man. 3-0, 0.68 ERA, which leads the majors. And he has two complete games and two shutouts, which also leads the majors. Sign the guy for life. Yeah, I wish he would. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time where we talk about the 2010 team, uh, take care and go Reds. Go Reds.